Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Hi there. This is Dr. Geneva. I am so delighted to be with you once again for a delightful conversation and welcome you as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. And doing this during this Women's History Month, it has just been a phenomenal month. You know, I've had some great guests from all across the country, and I'm so delighted with our guests today. And and I want to remind you that we do have conversations with top leaders for leaders, and that we explore the thinking of today's CEOs of corporations and presidents of nonprofits and chief of everything entrepreneurs who are leading their market, their organization, and doing everything they can to ignite, to impact in the community. So we hope this show will continue to ignite your soul and have you look at life and leadership through an entirely different prism. You know, I do believe that great leaders have an inner fire that ignites their soul and inspires others to greater purpose, and it's so delightful to have the conversation with leaders and discovering the obstacles they face and the failures they bounce back from and their personal stories. It's so great to learn what makes these leaders tick and what ticks them off and hear what breaks their heart and what they're doing about it. You know, I always say that leadership today is tough and can feel lonely at times, but it's my hope that this podcast will refresh you, guide you, and inspire you on your journey to greater purpose, ignite that impact. You know, I just think it's so appropriate that for our last Tuesday here in Women's History Month, you know, it's it's a month now. I remember when it was first a day, and then it was a week, and now it's a whole month to celebrate and recognize and really champion the extraordinary achievements that women have made, women that you know about, women that you've never heard mentioned, everyday women, just women just doing their thing. I think it's so appropriate, and we've talked to some fabulous women in this month, but I'm so delighted that we'll be closing out Women's History Month with having some real conversation about how women can design or redesign their life. And I have someone special, Zara Green, with me. She's an author, speaker, and trainer specializing in personal growth, resiliency, development, and individuality advocacy. Oh, we're going to learn all about that. This is going to be such a, such a wonderful, wonderful experience. Zara is certified as a Heal Your Life workshop leader. Isn't that phenomenal? 
Uh, she is best known for helping others to understand individual temperaments as a key factor of healthy, productive life management and helping to empower women to always make their next decision better. She's also known for her popular Grown is Sexy teachings, focusing on healthy relationship choices founded on love of self, respect of others, taking personal responsibility, and loving in the grown zone. We want to hear about that. And that's a no-nonsense guide to making healthy decisions in the quest for uh, loving romantic relationships that uh, hold high the values of honor, esteem, and respect. And particularly for women, Zara Green has garnered a passionate and vocal following for her teachers, for, for her teachings. So we're going to want to hear more about that. And if you're interested in becoming uh, someone who follows her, who watches her, who learns from her, we're going to give you the way to do that today. Zara is a native of and a former director of public relations for the city of New Orleans and a graduate of Xavier University, one of my favorite places. She's also an author, uh, having written Living in Harmony, The Art of Understanding Thoughts and Behaviors and Living uh, Thoughts and Behaviors and Living by Design, How to Freely Be who you are. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest to have as we celebrate and close out Women's History Month, Zara Green. Welcome. Welcome to you, Zara. Thanks for being here with us, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to uh, enlighten us how are you, Zara? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? It's, oh, just great. It's it's just my delight uh, to have you. I've heard so much about you and this whole idea of leading women to live by design is it, just something that uh, I think strikes a chord probably in every woman. Tell us a little bit about what leading women to live by design means. What's, what's that all about? Well, you know, we have people lumping us in buckets everywhere. It's been happening from the beginning of time. As a woman, we're told that we're supposed to be a certain way, and every decade, then we break free from different shackles. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is there is no one way for a woman to be. There are, ah. no, there are no things that we are supposed to be. The mm. only things we are supposed to be are that which are natural to us because we each come here different. We don't come here blank canvases, and we don't come here as a gender intended to do and be a certain way. We come here with certain propensities that make us really good at certain things. And those uh -huh. are the things, those passions that drive us are the things we really need to pay attention to because those are, those are, those are where our purpose lies. 
And if we pay mm-hmm. attention to that, then we'll align ourselves for the reasons we're here, and we can live our best life. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, I, I just love that we started off the show talking about, uh, you talking about purpose. It seems like almost everyone who I have a conversation with, leaders, Always mention purpose, finding, mm-hmm. knowing your assignment, knowing what your gift is. And, and you start right out the gate with that. How do you, and I love to find out what are the different ways of discovering your purpose. How do you discover purpose? Oh, there, there, are, there are so many ways. And the reality is it, it, we don't come here knowing it. We come here okay. very different. We come here, well, uh, let, 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 me, let me just back up. Okay. If you've ever, you don't even have to be a parent, but if you've ever been around children from the time they were born and watched them develop, the truth of the matter is what that child showed you about them when they came out, when they were six months old and when they were two years old and when they were four years old, what they ended up being really, really good at and what came natural, you saw some indication when they were young. Okay. If a child is really good at math, and and breaking things down. Then they broke stuff down when they were kids. They like to they uh-huh. like to be able to get uh-huh. in the intricacies and figure out how that thing work. Mm-hmm. I came out the womb talking. And I could speak full sentences by the time I was eight eight months old. Because okay. that was part of my assignment. Mm-hmm. 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 So what mm-hmm. the indicators are there. When parents realize that they are to be the students to those little people instead of trying to mold them, then they can help to, 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 to guide them on, on the path that's, that's, that's intended for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I ain't trying to get too deep right now, but, no, uh, no, no, no. The, but no, the kids show us who they are. We come here yes. with certain propensities. Mm-hmm. And you know and that's interesting life. the way. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting the way Zara, you're putting this because you're talking about parents being the students. You know mm-hmm. that role reversal uh, is very interesting, and then it also suggests, at least to me, that parents also have to be attuned constantly to what young folk are showing them at all at at stages of life how how do you as an adult um you know learn to look for that in children and how do you know when you see it for starters you have to want to the reality is most parents have have never heard any such thing. Most parents have never even thought about their child teaching them anything. Most, most, most parents think that it is their responsibility to take these little people and to mold them into something productive rather than allow them to teach them who they are and then guide them. You know, you can keep them safe while what, while allowing them to explore the world in the ways that they need to explore the world. That's how the, uh, ch- children learn exploring. 
And once you, once you see what, and, and you do have to know what to look for, and there are different systems for that, and I've created one. That's, it, that's exactly, my, my system asks one question, what is your priority? Because we all have certain things that are more important to us than others. And in this system, I just break that, break it into two categories, a red zone, blues, red zone, a blue zone. And then I break it down just a little bit further. In the red zone, then there's goals and ideas. And in the blue zone, then there's people and tasks. And when you understand that people, for the most part, will fall in one of those, and then they'll be pulling things from other stuff, but there will be some predominant. And when you know what kind of characteristics and stuff that falls under each one of those, then it becomes easier. Then you're looking yes. at somebody and you're able to say, oh, they're very people-oriented. Okay, well, I'm going to have to make sure that I am, I'm gentle and that I'm taking care of the people around them because that's important to them. Yes. If you don't so, know that, then you're likely to step on some people. Uh-huh. Now, now you know you've given us a whole lot because you know I do definitely want to hear about red zones, and blue zones, and priorities. But before we <laughs> well, do that, I've, I've got a whole system. I've, I, they can they, learn more about that at veragreen.com. And uh, and the program that really talks about that right now is uh, Drama Free Zone to to be able to create a drama free zone in your household by underst- everybody understanding each other from a temperamental level. Now give us that website one more time. ZaraGreen.com. That's Z-A-R-A, green like the color, dot com. That's my, okay. that's my site by myself. And then I've got another with my, the business with my husband. Okay. And you we'll want to get, get to, to that, that website? <laughs> oh, oh, I can. It's The Grown Zone. <laughs> it's GrownZone.com. And that's a relationship education site that uh, okay. my husband and I run. That's our business. Okay. All right. So you've got... You got a lot of stuff going on. So, so Zara, now, now I want to get back for a moment, just for a moment, to this whole notion of, as a as 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 a child, as children, uh, showing us who they are at a very young age. So, so tell us a little bit more about your childhood and growing up. You said you came out talking. So, were you? <laughs> Were you were you supported? Did did your parents know that you were going to you know have all these fabulous verbal skills and know how to communicate? Tell us a little bit about your childhood and how you became a woman who designed her own life. Well, well, you know that uh, you know while many of us try and run from hardship and uh, and 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 difficulties. That's, that's really because we don't understand it. Where somehow we, 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 we got the lesson somewhere that life is supposed to be easy and, uh, and that uh, difficulties are of, the, of, of some evil force somehow. <laughs> when the reality is that's really where the character is built. That's where you really figure out what your, uh, what, what your strengths are. When, when, you, when, when, when the pressure is on. So when I was a kid, I say I came out talking. Uh, uh-huh. I believe in every family there is what I call an invisible dividing line where some people fall on one, one side and others on the other side, and that's typically how they fall most of the time. 
Um, and in my family, it was me and my father on one side, and it was my mother and my uh, my brother and sister on the other side. I later realized that that didn't have uh, that didn't have as much to do with uh, with with how how much well, we just just didn't like each other as much as it was yeah. that how how much aligned we were. And we uh, we we fell on 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 the side based on how 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 much we thought alike. Our perspectives were alike. We we had the mm-hmm. same uh, a lot of mm-hmm. the same temperamental tendencies. So when I came out, Mom, I had an older brother and sister. My my uh-huh. sister and and it's my brother is five years older, sister is seven years older. So I, I really felt like an only child. My mother mm-hmm. is a very mild blue zone woman. My father is a very. Uh, 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 excited <laughs> red zone man. He's he's uh-huh. extroverted. He's loads of fun. He's goal oriented. He's just you know he's he's that dude. And my mother is very mild, and so I came out just like my father, whereas uh-huh. my brother and sister are just like my mother. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Needless to say. I became a challenge for Mama because she thought she had this parenting thing. She had these uh-huh. two kids who, who were obedient. They did exactly what she told them to do. They were just mild. They were quiet. They sat in church. They didn't give her any trouble at all. And then came I. <laughs> and, I and I came and I was a little, as she says, holy terror. In my uh-huh. mother's eyes, I just, I, I talked too much. I was too busy. I was into everything. I touched everything. I was that child who was a little terror in my mother's eyes. Now, uh-huh. in my father's eyes, finally he had somebody to play with. He was excited as all get out about my showing up because we laughed about everything Everything was funny, and to my mother, everything isn't funny. There's a time for everything. Y'all need to y'all need to quiet that. That's you know. There, my mother had boxes she put things in, and my father never fit nicely into any box. And I came out just uh, like him. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so at a very, ultimately, very young. So at a very very young age, it was real clear that you were going to be you you were going to take on the world and ignite the world, and you were going to have tremendous impact, it seems, like straight from the beginning. So what got you into the work that you're doing now? Was there an aha moment as you got older, as you grew up? Was there something that happened, a particular event or a person that kind of put you right where you are now? My mother, ultimately, my father okay. championed me my entire life through schools and everything because uh, you, you, I, 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 never, I wasn't a sit-still kind of kid. If ADHD were popular when I were a child, they would have tried to, tried, tried to give me the label and give me the man. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and my father wasn't having it. He wasn't having any piece uh-huh. of it. So yeah. Daddy championed me and against my mother sometimes. To, to uh-huh. say, leave her alone. She's just fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She's a, and, and, and we'll go to schools and tell them she's bored. You, you know, you, stop calling yeah. me. 
This is how this right. is what you do for her. So when I, yeah. as I grew up, I needed to understand my people. I needed to understand my family. I needed to understand how it was that a woman whom I knew loved me with everything in her, and there was absolutely nothing she wouldn't do for me. How is it that this woman does not like me? As a child, mm-hmm. I knew that. I knew okay. that my mother loved me dearly, but she did not like me. It was important to me as a child to be liked by my mother and to be liked by my uh-huh. mother all the time. There was there were times when I tickled her till no end, but most of the time I got on her last nerve, <laughs> and I was getting on her nerve just being me. Well, and because know, she uh, didn't understand me, it was difficult for her to accept me. And I never wanted anybody else to understand that. So I got on a I need to understand individuality track. I so I, see. And it's, it's partly okay. why I have a psychology degree. I see. Okay. All right. So that's what, okay, so wanting to understand all of that. Well, if you are just joining us, I am just delighted to have Zara Green um, helping us understand uh, leadership, uh, the leadership that women take on to live by design and also in the grown zone. And we were just talking about the, the events and what led her to do the, right here, right now, the incredible work that she's doing, understanding self, understanding individuality. Now, Zara, I want to ask you, you've got to give us a, 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 a summary of of your system, your uh, what is your priority? And you talk colors. You said red and blue. Can you <laughs> help us understand what that means? And mo- most importantly, how that relates to designing your own life as a leader. Well, self leadership is not happening without self awareness. Okay. All right. If you are not aware of your own thought processes and your own emotional processes and your own behaviors and, 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 and why you react or respond to different things in the ways that you do, then you, you can't lead yourself out of paper bag. Now, mm-hmm. there are many people who get really proficient in their professional lives despite not understanding self get really proficient, they make a lot of money, they continue to go up the uh, advance in, in, in their professions, but their personal lives suffer because mm-hmm. they don't understand themselves. They don't understand how to relate, and that's where the grown zone comes in. The grown zone is about relationship education and helping people to, to, to understand self and, and it being uh, relationships coming from, um, from, from self-love and all the, thi- all the things that, that that's an umbrella that a whole lot of things fall under. So mm-hmm. it's important to understand self so that you can lead self and be a whole, complete person before you uh, um, uh, match up with somebody else so that you are matching up with a whole complete somebody and, and you too understand that you still are on individual journeys even when you are journeying together. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that becoming aware of knowing who you are 
knowing uh, yourself, that again, back to that individual self, that self-awareness. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so, so very important. So now you mentioned that you have a system. Well, I think you probably have several systems and, and, and what have. Can you share some tips or strategies with our listeners about uh, becoming more self-aware, leading by design your own life? Can you just one or two? Give us your favorite favorite tip. Well, well, and and the fact that we're we're winding down, I if, uh, I'm I'm gonna drop what I can, but I'm having a a teleseminar this coming Thursday. So any it, people get in get in on it. It's and you can get in on it at zaragreen.com forward slash um, problem solved. So um, so I'll continue there. But for right now, when you are considering. Life as you know it, and the things that you want that continue to uh, be outside of reach, and that you that that seem to 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 never you you you, you can never quite connect with and and draw it to you. It it is an it is indeed an issue of 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 not being aligned enough to attract what it is you want. And that has everything to do with knowing not just who you are on a temperamental level, but understanding what your needs are. And most people don't know what those are. And we all have different kinds of needs. I, I remember my husband asking me when, when we very first started, he said, what is the number one thing that I will have to deliver to you in order to uh, be the kind of mate that you have dreamt about. And what I said to him is what no man has ever been able to deliver, and it's what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I need. And it's Mm -hmm. tenderness. Tenderness. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. care how I come, and because because I come hard, then most what my experiences with a lot of men have been that they give it back to me hard. No, you give it back to me hard, I'm over and done with you. What I need is tenderness, and I need tenderness all the time. My husband said then, and I knew that about him, well, I have an abundance of that, and I'll never run out. We are going on seven years. The brother has never tapped out on tenderness for me. (laughs) And and so I just want to make sure that our listening audience uh, knows that it's alive Teleseminar on Thursday, March the 30th, uh, 12:30 p.m. and that's Eastern Standard Time, and and that's will this will change how you face uh, your personal problems. And you can go to zaragreen.com. I believe that's what you said, Zara. And so we yes. want to encourage folk to connect with you. And as we as you said, are winding down, which means that, you know, I, you know, I have about 20 more questions, which means I've got to have you back. Uh, so I want to have you back. Um, but as, as, as we're coming near the end of this delightful uh, conversation, tell, tell, us, tell us what Zara Green 
wants to be, how you want to be remembered. What, what about your legacy, your leadership legacy? What, what, what's that look like? What, what do you want people to say about you and what you left behind? Well, you know, Dr. Maya Angelou talked about how people will, will, may not remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. As mm-hmm. a as as a as a life coach and as a as a professional development and, and personal growth teacher for the past twenty years, what I know is when I have one on one contact with somebody and I'm able to walk them through something that they thought was difficult in life, what I'm clear about is that they never forget how I made them feel when that light bulb turned on. And so what I want my legacy to be is that there are many light bulbs within people that have been ignited because of my existence. Uh-huh, yes, yes, I love it. How you, uh, how they see it's because that's really you're, you're right. It's really the experience. People don't remember oftentimes all the facts and the numbers and the details, but they do remember the experience and how they felt about something. And yeah. so that that is really cool. You're you're igniting that impact all around and with whomever you're with. And I just can't tell you how uh, thankful and appreciative I am of you and uh, how I just want to acknowledge you and all of your contributions during this Women's History Month as we celebrate and say thank you to women thank you. like Donna. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.